Hello and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hemphill. Be sure and visit our website at activefaith.org and or it's active-faith.org and email me with spiritual warfare questions to stevehemphill1 at me.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L-1 at me.com. Last time we talked about mold on the walls and how many stories in the Bible have a spiritual warfare element that's sort of hidden between the lines. Uh, Today we're going to discuss, can demons affect Christians today? We're going to talk about seven reasons why I believe they can. First of all, number one, remember that Ephesians 6 was written after the ministry of Jesus So the warnings there are not meant just for the people in Jesus' time, but for future Christians or us. Ephesians 6, verse 12, New King James Version says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Uh, The uh, CEB version of that same verse says we aren't fighting against human enemies, but against rulers, authorities, forces of cosmic darkness and spiritual powers of evil in the heavens. These are non flesh and blood enemies. And there are several categories of those. There's it's like saying there's generals, captains, sergeants and privates. There's rulers, authorities, forces and powers. Second. Some claim there are no demons cast out after the Gospels, or that demons were only a threat in the first century to demonstrate that Jesus was God's son. But notice there are two incidents in Acts after Jesus was gone where demons are cast out. Acts 8, 6 to 7. NLT says crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many Evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. Acts 16, 18, verse of NLT says, this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly it left her. Then in Acts 19, we see Jews who were actively casting out demons and were apparently successful until they used the name of Jesus in their exorcisms. These demons here in Acts 19 had something interesting to say. This is Acts 19 verses 13 to 16 NLT. A group of Jews were traveling from town to town casting out evil spirits, so they were successful. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus, and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house naked and battered. They got beat up by humans who were possessed by demons for using the name of Jesus when they weren't disciples of Jesus. The name of Jesus has power, but only for the proper wielder 
of that name. Third, Paul was a Christian with the Holy Spirit, but even he was tormented by an evil spirit. This passage is worth taking a closer look at specifically for this reason. Here's the verse, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, comma, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. So the thorn in the flesh was actually demonic. It was a messenger from Satan. Is this a revelation to you? Did you already know that even Paul was harassed? Notice I didn't say possessed, but he was harassed by a demon. Well, he was. Now, how did that manifest? I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe Paul's the only one who could see it. Or maybe it kept reminding him of all the Christians he killed before he became one. But the point is, if demons can harass Paul, don't you think they can harass us today? Reason number four. Do you know any Christians with fears, worries, addictions, or marriage problems? Aren't these outward signs of the works of Satan and his demons? Seems to me like they are. Fifth, what do you think the Holy Spirit does when Christians view porn or participate in anything we know to be ungodly? One thing's for sure, the Holy Spirit will not stay with us during that. I, I think he backs off, leaving us vulnerable to an evil spirit so our daily decisions can affect the amount of demonic influence or harassment in your own personal life. Make good decisions. Sixth, where does guilt come from? Well, think about it for a second. When God forgives you of your sins, um, does he remember them? No, he doesn't. There's a verse that says, uh, I remember your sins no more. I put them as far away from you as the east is from the west. He forgets them. So if you're being reminded of your sins, if you're, if you're constantly thinking about it, you, you find yourself remembering what you did wrong and feeling the guilt that comes with it, I can tell you that's not from God because God doesn't even remember your sins. Okay, I have a story about that later. We'll call it the sticky note verses and prayers. Seventh and last, where do nightmares come from? I can tell you one thing. They don't come from God. Satan is the prince of darkness, and he does his best work in the dark. If you, your spouse, your kids, your grandkids, or someone else you know has nightmares, I can assure you they're not from God. They are from the enemy to cause fear, because fear and faith can't coexist. We'll talk about that in some future episodes, too. But for now, we've covered seven reasons to consider that demons are still here and active in today's world. First, Ephesians 6 was written to us, and the warnings there are for us. We must realize our true enemies are unseen beings. Second, some claim there are no demons after the gospel, but there's at least two incidents in the book of Acts. Third, Paul was tormented by an evil spirit, so there's no reason to believe that modern-day Christians are immune to being tormented by an evil spirit. Fourth, Many Christians deal with fears, worries, addictions, and marriage problems. And aren't these the works of a demonic? Fifth, what do you think the Holy Spirit does when Christians choose to do something evil? He will back off and leave you vulnerable. That's why Satan uses porn and prostitution and evil, ugly things like that. Sixth, when you experience guilt from the past, 
remind yourself that God doesn't even remember those sins. So if you're being reminded of them, of them, it's not God, it's the enemy. And seventh and last, everyone knows someone having nightmares. These are not from God, they're from the enemy. So in light of today's lesson, let me suggest that part of your personal battle plan might need to be to ask God to open your eyes to how Satan is affecting you and your family in today's world. And also to reveal strategies to you that will help you overcome these attacks. If you're interested in supporting this ministry and helping this podcast to continue, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting active-faith.org and clicking the donate button. See you next time on Battle Plan, and I have a really cool story. We'll call it Stakes in the Trunk. I want you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you, and I love you. Have a great day.